Well, turn in your Bibles this morning to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, we're going to start in verse 38 this morning. Actually, let's back up to verse uh, 37, I guess. That word I say ye know, which was published throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things, which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people. Y'all hear that? He commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is He which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead, to give all the prophets witness that through His name, through His name, whosoever believeth in Him shall receive remission of sins. Let's stop right there. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Before we begin, Father, I come to you right now, Lord, and I just thank you for this word. I thank you for what you're going to do in the next few minutes, Lord. I just ask that you pour a special anointing out upon me right now, Father, that I can speak as I ought to speak, just as your word says, that I can boldly proclaim your word and make known the mysteries of the gospel. And Father, I just ask that you you be with us the next few minutes and that, that there be a mighty outpouring of your spirit in jesus name we pray amen now let's look back at uh, verse 38 how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power who went about doing good first of all i want you to realize that I want you to think about this. This is something that struck me this morning that, you know, it makes perfect sense, but I just never really put it into these kind of thoughts. But it says He went about doing good. I want you to understand that Jesus did not sit in a house somewhere waiting for people to come to Him so that He could do good. He went out. It says He went about doing good. So as he received power from the Holy Ghost, he didn't just sit there. He didn't just 
just take in everything he could get for himself and, and enjoy that. It says he went about doing good. So you see there is effort that's required to serve God. You know, we sometimes think, well, I'm going to come to church and I'm going to get refilled. And, and then you go home. Well, that was just for you, wasn't it? That, that's all you went and did was you, you filled up your tank for yourself. But see, it says Jesus went out. He went around. Y'all realize what effort it took in those days to go to all the places He went. It wasn't a small feat to go from one city to another. You know, I can make it to Crockett, and it depends on how fast I'm driving, 15 minutes. That's nothing. But for Jesus to go somewhere, it took a lot of effort. It took a lot of time. But it says He went about doing good. He was about His Father's business. See, He was empowered for a purpose. He received that power for a purpose. And it wasn't just to edify Himself. No, He had those that needed help. Now, there were times that He was in a place and people would come to Him. But he had to get there somehow, didn't he? It took effort to get there. He had to get up and move. Now let's go down a couple verses. Verse 42. And he commanded us to preach unto the people. And what? And to testify that it is He which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. Now what does that mean, the judge of the quick and the dead? Well, quick is, is a reference to quickening, which means to be brought to life. So that's, it means those that are alive, those that are dead. That's what that means, just to kind of get make sure everybody understands. But he said, it's, the Word tells us that, this is Peter talking, okay? This is Peter speaking to some others. He says that Jesus ordered them, and I want you to include yourself in that us, ordered us to preach to others. He ordered us to do it. He didn't say He ordered the preachers. He said He ordered us. I'm going to tell you all right now, Peter was not a preacher. Peter was a fisherman. Paul was not a preacher. But yet, what did they find themselves doing after they received power? Preaching. See, people look at preachers a lot of times, and man, I sure hope y'all don't do this. And they think there's something special about them. You know what makes me special? God working in me. It's the power working in me. But see, there ain't nothing different about me than you. Because that same power... Listen, the Word tells us that, that these different gifts are manifested by the one self-same Spirit. It's all, it's all different things that are going on, but it's by one Spirit that those things are done. So what I want you to understand today is that, that you too have the responsibility to go and preach. 
You have the responsibility to go testify of the witness that you have. Now listen, we didn't see Jesus firsthand do these things, but we know what He's done in our own life. And you know, we talked about this morning in Sunday school that we need to give God the praise, give Him the recognition for what He has done. And when you start to do that, now y'all listen to me, when you start to do that and you start to focus on what it is God has done for you, you You've got something to tell somebody, amen? When you sit there and think about all the negative things, you can't come up with enough to tell somebody else. But when you focus on what God has done, and you put it into words, and you go to somebody and you say, listen to what God is doing in my life. You are testifying. You're witnessing. You're sharing with somebody about the greatness of our Master and Savior. Now, when you ignore that, you might as well be rejecting it. You see, it's one thing to have a personal relationship with God. It is personal. But it's something else when it gets to a point where you can make it not so personal. When you can bring it out into the open and openly share with somebody else. Because see, personal does not necessarily mean private. Personal does not mean that you can't tell somebody about it. Amen. You see, God has ordained us to minister to others. He's commissioned us. He's commanded us. You know the awesome thing about that? Is God's going to command you. He's going to commission you. He's going to supply whatever you need to do it. Man, that's what's awesome. That power from on high, y'all, I want you to understand today that there ain't no reason why you have to be sitting in lack and want. There ain't no reason why you have to be all down in the mouth. I don't care what your circumstances are. You can come up with whatever you want to today. It don't matter to me. I don't care. You have no excuse. If you're bought with a price, if you've been redeemed... Your your sins have been covered and washed away. You've got a reason to rejoice. That's enough in itself. It ought to keep you going the rest of this life. And from then on, because that in itself, if God never did anything else for you, what else does He need to do? Amen. He saved you from an eternal death in hell. He saved you from your own self most of the time. That's my problem. He saved me from my own self. I get myself in them situations, y'all. It ain't the devil. Don't blame him for everything. It's my old flesh. Why do you think the Word tells us to crucify the flesh daily? Put it down. Put it to death. Put it behind you. Verse 43. To Him give all the prophets witness. Let's put that in today's English. To Him all the prophets give witness. See, that's what He's really meaning. He's saying that all the prophets already spoke of Jesus. Why am I preaching Jesus to a bunch of Christians today? Doesn't that seem kind of redundant? 
Doesn't that almost seem unnecessary? I'm going to tell y'all what. If it don't talk about Jesus, I don't want to hear it. If it don't have Jesus in it, let's just talk about something different. I'd just as soon be talking football. I don't like football. I'll watch one every now and then. But I'd just as soon talk football as to talk about something that don't involve Jesus when we're talking about the Word. Amen? To Him give all the prophets witness that through the name, through His name, that through His name, how many of y'all know there's power in the name of Jesus? I'm going to tell y'all, I got over here praying one night, and I just felt, I felt a heavy burden. I, don't, I still to this day don't know what it was, but I just felt a burden. And you know what? I couldn't say anything else except Jesus. Jesus. And I just begin to say that name and call on Him. And do you know before I know it, the presence of God was here. You see, there's power in the name of Jesus. And that is why we need to preach Jesus. That's why we need to forget about all these lofty theological concepts for a while. We can always come back to them if we need to. But we need to spend some time, people... We need to spend some time focusing on Jesus. Your life better preach Jesus. I ain't talking about in subtle terms. We need to get boldness. We need to get boldness. I'm going to repeat myself again. We need to get boldness. Why should we not have boldness? We have no excuse to be timid. No excuse. Do you know who you are? You're a child of the King. Do you think the son or daughter of the president would be shy and timid? No, they know who they are. Everybody knows them. They can walk into a place and just, oh, well, I want this over here. And somebody just meet their need immediately. Look, I don't want glory, but I know who I am. And I don't have to be timid. When I, when I walk into a place and somebody's talking about something else, I want them to cower. When I walk into a place and somebody's talking about something that they ought not be talking about in public, much less in mixed company, I want them to say, oh, hang on, I'm going to hush my mouth because of my man of God just walked in. I don't care if they know I'm a preacher or not. That ain't got nothing to do with it. Well, what it's got to do with they ought to know. They ought to know who you are and what you stand for. And if they're willing to talk about that kind of stuff in front of you, it's either one of two things. One, they don't respect God. Or two, they don't respect you. And I'm going to tell you right now, if they don't respect you, it's one of two reasons. Because you haven't shared who you are, or you need to find somebody else to hang around. That ain't too easy to to take, is it? But I'm telling y'all today, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of being beat down. I'm tired of having to to hold my tongue. I'm tired of having to deny who I truly am. I am a child of the King. The King of Kings. Why am I going to be timid? 
Why am I going to shut, hush my mouth and, and not speak about those kind of things in public? Look, if I ain't proud of it, why am I here? If I ain't proud of Him, why am I here? If He's not my truly my all in all, why do I bother? You see, Peter was telling them here. He was talking to some people. And he was telling them a little bit about Jesus. You notice he didn't get into any kind of fancy words. He didn't go back and, and pull out all these old scrolls. and He didn't get fancy. He just said, look, man, we know this guy named Jesus. He came and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Y'all know what the Holy Ghost is. Well, I'm going to tell y'all what. He came and, and when he was empowered, he went about doing good. And then they took him and they hung him on a cross and they crucified him. Y'all ever wonder why they crucified him? I'm going to tell you right now, those Jews wanted a scapegoat. They wanted to put him down, but they knew if they, if they had him crucified, see, that was a Roman punishment. They could say, well, it wasn't us. The Romans crucified him. But Peter said that they, they crucified him. And then he rose again on the third day. God rose him up. God empowered him again. He walked around and talked with us. And many people saw him. And I'm here to tell you about him. Because see, it's only through his name. It's only through him that you can receive remission of sins. If that ain't simple, I don't know what is, y'all. It ain't got to be fancy. It ain't got to be complicated. When you begin to share with people who Jesus is and why he came and how you get to him, it's all easy. It's all simple. You ain't got to get into theology. You ain't got to know the Greek interpretations of words. I'm telling you, if you will just open your mouth, if you'll begin to speak and say, listen, Jesus loves you. He died for your sins. And it's only through His name that you receive remission of sins. People will start responding. Oh, y'all, listen. The time is short. I ain't, gonna, I ain't trying to scare nobody today. But I'm telling y'all this much I know. I've got one day less than I had yesterday. I don't know when the end's coming. I don't know when my end is here. But I know i got one less day than I had yesterday. I don't have a guarantee of tomorrow. But I know I have right now. And if you walk out of these doors and you go sit down in a restaurant or wherever you're going to go when you leave here and you don't I want to stand up and tell somebody about Jesus... There's something wrong. I'm going to tell you all right now. I sat here through this revival. And y'all, I just got preaching me. I can't help it. I'm sitting here. I'm just nervous. My legs are shaking. I'm ready to just jump up and help him. Because I just, I, I'm just made that way. God put it in me, y'all. That, look, this ain't nothing you can't have. This ain't nothing you can't have. You ought to be sitting there just itching right now to stand up and say, oh, what about this Scripture over here? You remember that one. Oh, I hear what you're saying and it's good, but do you remember this Scripture? See, you ought to have some preaching in you. You ought to let the Holy Ghost take control and say, listen, I don't care about the things of this world. Y'all look at me right now. Nothing you're going to do later on matters. It's not important right now. What matters is the Holy Ghost moving in your life. What matters is your testimony of Jesus to this world.
you ain't got a testimony, my God, you better find one. You ain't got something to share with somebody, you better come up with something. What's God done for you? Man, He's done more for me than I could. I couldn't... Y'all, would, we'd be here the rest of this life if I tried to tell you just what God did for me. I can't even name them. Y'all look. Nothing up here. It don't take note preparation. This is the Word. This Word will preach. You see, when you get some Word in you, this Word will preach. You begin to share the Scripture with somebody. Look, you ain't got to have total knowledge of this Word. Somebody asked me questions about revelations. They said, man, I don't know. I've read it. And I get to a point I understand it. Six months goes by and I can't remember it again. But that don't matter. Because see, I can look here and I can just dwell on this Scripture. I'm going to tell you all every morning I woke up this week, I've, I've had the words in me how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. That's the only thing that comes to my mind every morning. I wake up and the Word is in me. When you put it in there, something's going to come out. The Word will not return void. And you begin to speak it to somebody, it won't return void. Do you understand that? It won't come back fruitless. Begin to share the Word with people. Find you a Scripture and just just begin to read that Word. And when you meet somebody, tell them, Whosoever believeth in Him shall receive remission of sins. Just begin to find some Scripture. It don't matter. Begin to preach however you need to preach. Begin to do whatever the Holy Ghost leads you to do. But by God, do something! Do something! Y'all look down. We're going to have to fix this. I broke it. Thank God for Brother John. He's a carpenter. Y'all look down in verse 44. Now look, I just read Peter's sermon to y'all. It was what, ten verses maybe at the most? You know, it, it may be condensed a little compared to what he actually said that day. But it wasn't very in-depth. It wasn't a very lofty concept. And look in verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, what was he speaking about? Jesus. Jesus. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard this word. You see, it fell on all of them that heard the Word. Why? I don't know and I don't care. That's how it works, okay? You share the Word and the Holy Ghost is going to be there. 
you begin to speak the Word, and I'm telling you right now, the Word tells you that He inhabits the praises of His people. And it tells you in another place where two or three are gathered together in My name, there I am in the midst of them. What else do you need to know? It don't have to be a building with a steeple on top. Wherever you are, you're His emissary. You're His face and voice to this world. You see, some of these people ain't ever heard the Word. Some of these people have heard the name of Jesus, but most of the time it's been used in a negative connotation. Some of these people don't know which way is up, but that don't mean they don't need to hear about Jesus. I want y'all to think for a minute. Think about your job. And if you do something in the church, think about your position in the church and what your responsibilities are. And then ask yourself, number one, am I doing everything I can do to share the Word? And number two, is there anything I need to do different? Y'all, I have to evaluate myself all the time. Because if I ain't careful, I'll get off into some stuff that's just Kevin. It's just Kevin. I have to rein myself back in. The spiritual man has to rein in the carnal man. And say, hang on. That ain't what God would do. That's not what God would have you to do in this situation. And I get to thinking about my own personal needs. My own personal wants and desires. And you know what? That's okay for a little while. But I don't read too many times in the Word that addresses personal needs. Ninety, I don't know if I know a percentage, but a large percentage is all about other people. Y'all have heard this scripture probably since you were little kids in Sunday school. And it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And see, the carnal man hears that scripture and says, Well, if I seek God, then I'm going to get all the things I want. And that's not what that scripture means. You see, when you seek God first, all those things, number one, that you need are going to be supplied. Because the Word tells us that He supplies all of our need according to His riches and glory. But it also tells you that that your desires may change when you begin to seek God. Now that doesn't mean that God will never bless you with material or financial things. He will. But that's not your focus And if it is today, I want you to reevaluate that situation. 
Because when you get tied up in material and financial things, I don't care what the Word says over there in Malachi about when you pay your tithes that God's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. That's all wonderful. But I'm here to tell you today, when you get so wrapped up in expecting God to pour out a financial blessing on you, you're missing out on what you ought to be doing for somebody else. Because you get so wrapped up in waiting on God to supply some financial need that you can't see the people around you that are suffering. You see, that Scripture tells you if you will just start seeking the kingdom of God, and I'm going to add in parenthesis, forget about all your selfish desires, seek His kingdom, put Him first, all that other stuff will take care of itself. See, that's how I interpret that Scripture. I look at it as if I will focus on God. And I want you all to understand this. What God wants me to do. If I will seek His King, See, that's what seeking His kingdom is about. It's not just, God, what's your will for me today in this situation that's my personal desire. It's, God, what would you want me to do today? God, how can I serve you today? See, that's the attitude that we need to have as Christians. As we go into this world and try to reach somebody, we got to forget about ourselves. And that Word tells us if we forget about ourselves, take no thought for tomorrow. Y'all remember that one? Take no thought for what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat. Just forget about yourself. And you focus on some other people and how God can use you to bless them, that other stuff will just handle itself. God will handle it. He'll take care of it. If more... Well, I started to say preachers. But I'm going to change that. I'm going to say if more people would preach Jesus. You know how how much need there would be for churches? There wouldn't be a whole lot. If everybody left this place and the rest of the week you just begin to preach Jesus to people you met. How do you think that would impact their lives? Do you think it would be a bad thing? Do you think when when you go into your workplace and you begin to preach Jesus to people, is it going to affect them negatively? Does everybody agree that the answer to that is no? Y'all got quiet all of a sudden. Okay, so let's, let's spin that a little bit. See, this is the way I like to think. If it's true... That you preaching Jesus to people in your workplace is not going to hurt them in any kind of way. Raise your hand. Now, what's the opposite of that? That pretty much means to me, I'm not Sherlock Holmes. I'm not a master of deduction. But it's pretty simple for me to understand that if it doesn't hurt them, It might help them. Amen? It might do good for them if I preach Jesus to them. 
And you know what? If, I, if I'm kind of riding the fence and I kind of feel like, well, well, I'm not sure if it'll hurt them or not. Why are you sitting here today? Why do you call yourself a Christian if, if you're not sure if it's going to hurt somebody? It did you good, didn't it? It did you good, didn't it? Amen? Anybody? You see, when the Holy Spirit begins to work in your life, He does good for you. Now, why do you want to withhold that from somebody? Why do you want to not share with them? You're afraid it's going to hurt them? Ain't we some confused people? Just mixed up in the head. Thinking that kind of stuff. That's crazy thinking. Y'all, I've done the same thing. Oh, I'm not going to say anything right now. I don't want to stir up no... No problems. It may cause some controversy, but controversy ain't necessarily a bad thing. I don't want to get political, but there's other things people ought to be looking to. And when they hear another point of view, and we'll call it an opinion for right now, when they hear another opinion that contradicts what they're saying, even if they disagree with you, they're going to have to think about it. 